Welcome to the Delectable Pixels, the podcast where we can have a conversation about food, drinks, maybe photography, and the stories behind it. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Um, so, well, I guess I should talk about what I'm drinking right now. We're drinking, well, lately I've been drinking the Duchess's Cherry Ale. It's like a really nice cherry uh sour cherry it's is yeah i don't know how to describe it it does kind of make me think of the cherry uh man yeah the jolly ranchers can't believe that i i, I uh totally for, forgot about that one but it's kind of like an adult uh cherry Jolly Rancher, which back when I was a kid, that was not my favorite flavor. But right now, it's not bad. It's pretty good. I tend to drink a lot of sours, um, mostly wines and cocktails these days. I used to drink a lot of beer, but when I do, it's it's usually the lagers from like Tiger Beer, which is usually always my favorite because it it always reminds me of when I was in Vietnam for a month and all I did was just like walk around, explore, take photos, eat and just, you know, grab a tiger beer and drink on the on the plastic stool. Sorry, you got a rip. <laughs> Sorry again. Whew. And I don't know. I know I, I, I will put this out there. Drink responsibly. It's Don't drink excessively. If you have to go somewhere, or at least go home, call Lyft or Uber to take you home. Okay? It's it's not worth the risk. Especially now during coronavirus. I think that's this is my segue into the, the thing I want to talk about. Drinking during a pandemic is, you know fine if you're in your own safety and home but not out and about because that'll just open you up to a lot of weird things and the potential of catching it is about 90 times worse that's why on the list of things not to do during this pandemic the top one are are going to bars I hate to say it, but it's true. I mean, I love going to bars. My favorite bars in, in Philadelphia is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Martha, Bunny and Bottles, A Bar, One Tippling Place. But it's been mostly just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I I definitely do, do not want to not go to a bar. Okay, I, I, I enjoy it a lot. I've spent... A significant amount of money drink out going out to drink. I mean, just like a lot of people my age. But during a pandemic, where the the best way to catch it is in prolonged exposure to someone who may not know they have it. And bars are usually inside. Ventilation is okay. I mean. Some could be really dingy, like a dive bar, but for the most part, ventilation has been pretty decent. But that still is 
high risk, let alone the fact the effects of alcohol will really diminish your your cognitive abilities to think things rationally, uh, do things appropriately, and responsibility, basically. So if you're out drinking, just grab a bottle of be- a wine, beer, or whatever you enjoy drinking. Take it home. Do not drink it on the way home. Go home and enjoy it there, okay? I'm... There will be a time for us to go back to the bars, and I mean, I am definitely looking forward to that. Okay, so I'm with you with wanting to go to a bar, but at this current moment in this circumstance, that looks like it's going, we're going to be in the long haul. I cannot, in good faith, tell you that you should go to a bar. If they have takeout, go to takeout and bring it home, and then. Enjoy there. Okay, there. I know some places are doing uh, beer gardens and that sort. I mean, yeah, that's the ones that are practicing practicing the social distancing. Yeah, that you can get away with a beer or there here and there at a beer garden. But after the second or third beer, well, I guess it depends what kind of drink you're drinking. If you're doing like a PBR, you probably need like ten beers to feel any kind of any kind of buzz. But anyway, in, in any case, like a beer garden, I think you're, it's very iffy. Because as, as I said, alcohol will definitely diminish your ability to think rationally, take responsibility, and once you have like the third drink, everything's fair game. So that, and that will mean the spread of the coronavirus. So, I am. I'm. I think it's good that these states have are closing down the bars. It's not cool. It's not great. Either financially for the for the bars themselves, or the bar restaurants, or for the people who go to bars. It's it's just not. But then again, none of this is good. Okay, the every single bar restaurant. They're stuck between a, a boulder and a hard place. And I do feel for them. Definitely do. Because if they're doing well, I do well. So I, I want them to do well so they can either hire me or magazines can send me out to them to photograph them so I could get paid. So I'm in the same boat as they are. Oh my gosh. I wish, I wish we had a better uh, response to coronavirus from the federal level. A lot of the states, New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, the ones that were the initial places that got hit and got hit hard, we were finally in the yellow phase and moving to the green phase, although um, Philadelphia, I hear, is, is going to prolong their yellow phase till August, and they're going to play it by ear, which I think is a, a good thing. Because even for New Jersey, I think it's... Uh, oh, moving to a green phase right now is still too too soon. I mean, yes, I want to get back to work, but I don't mind limitations on indoor dining, okay? Places like that, they're, they're high risk. So I want to get back to work, and but I, I still agree that green, going to a green phase right now is still risky. Even though New Jersey's rates have been 
relatively going down. It it just it just needs a little push for it to go back to the yellow phase, and we don't want that push. So, uh, it's it really is a crappy situation. If we if we this was dealt on the federal level with a unified response, we'd be in a much better situation. Excuse me, than we are now, both health wise and financially. Because man. We are going. We are going to be looking at a huge, huge financial cliff, and the after effects of this is going to be felt for for decades. I mean, if if the millennials, like my, myself included, are were just slowly able to get out of the global recession that hit in two thousand eight, what do you think the coronavirus is going to do? You know, it's it's going to prolong that financial hurt. For decades, and people like to say, "Oh, people are going to stay on unemployment because they won't have an incentive." Well, here's the thing: one, if the unemployment is paying more than what they were earning at their job, what does that tell you? That their job was not paying a living wage. Second. Diminishing their incentive to find work. Do you know how many more people are, are claiming unemployment right now? If, if there are jobs, hopefully in the near future, do you know how many people will be applying for that one job? The increase before was probably, before coronavirus was probably 80-90% or 80-90 people per application. Maybe that's a low ballpark. But now, you're going to see about like a 200 to 300% increase of a person, of people applying for that one job, which may not be skilled job. It could just be a cashier. So, um, the incentive to find work, that is a dumb, the dumbest excuse that the GOP are, are flying out there to, to not put out any more stimulus or some more some more support for for the, for us for those who are are on on on, on unemployment and if they, the states that are reopened are now having flood of of cases what do you think reopen oh, closing and then reopening is going to do for in terms of unemployment you're going to have someone who who was on unemployment but then was told they could come back to work, and then they have to get off unemployment. They they start working again, but then if cases go back up and this colors yellow again, they get axed again. What are their chances of being able to get unemployment again? So, the people in the front lines, the people who are working the restaurants, front of house, and also the owners, they're in real deep shit. And our our the federal government is not doing a damn thing. I am I'm going to put squarely on Trump and the GOP. They pay lip service. They called it a hoax. They did not take this seriously. And they can and they keep trying to push the blame on someone else. When they, especially Trump, they he knew this was going to be serious. But over 
during the course of his, his uh, administration, he dismantled what President Obama had in terms of a, glo- a pandemic response. I mean, it, that pandemic response could may not have been may have, may not have covered this kind of a virus, but it laid the groundwork. But if you throw out the entire groundwork, you're starting from scratch. And as we know, Trump has no plans. He had nothing. He still has no plans and does nothing. So it's been pretty much all the states who have been dealing with this. And if you have one state not following it and one state doing it, you can see the situation where one per- couple of people from that state that's not doing it going into the state that it is, and then passing on a pan- the virus to increase the pandemic. That's why having a national response on the federal level across the board would have helped tremendously. Now, to shut down every single business or every, every single thing nationwide? No. But I would have played it by ear. Well, not really played by ear. I would have listened to the health experts and try to see where what what work can can be still be done at home and what 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 areas are, are really the high risk of 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 spreading this virus. Instead, they're blaming the Chinese. Asian Americans are being attacked, being being called being told that they're the ones who brought who created the, the coronavirus. Myself included, I was spat at, I was shouted at, and cursed at. And for what? We lived, we were born and raised in America. So how the hell could we have created the coronavirus? Because one, the coronavirus was was found in Wuhan because of a wet market. Because, and it was came from nature. Apparently, it was from a, a bat. Which, on the side note. The researchers were researching viruses from bats, and but they got their fundings cut by you know who. Had they had they kept on working and had their office and see the CDC office been staying in China, we would have had a better headway on this. So all roads lead back to Trump and his shitty ass response. Why don't we just drink Lysol and clean, to clean out the virus? Maybe he should drink the virus and then try out Lysol. Or hydrochloroquine, which has no freaking effect on it, but yet he still pushed it. But guess what? People who actually have to take it because they have lupus are out of pills or their insurance has to constantly verify them with them about taking the medicine because people are, are buying hydrochloroquine for... Because Trump said to do it. Then my brother, my brother's got an argument because one of them said hydrochloroquine's fine because he took it in in the jungles to ward off malaria. But malaria and and coronavirus are totally different things. Different pathogens, different transmission. One is born from from bacteria, and the only way you really could get it is from mosquito bites. Coronavirus is trans transmitted by spit and touching stuff. So you take hydrochloroquine to deal with malaria, and as I said, malaria and coronavirus 
different pathogens, hence different treatments. So right now, it's, it's going to be a really difficult time, both for as photographers and for restaurants. I was recently... I was recently at my friend's studio. I was showing him my cocktail book that I've been working on. Of a 365 project I was, I was doing at Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And he, he, I asked him for his opinion. And I, I have a new idea how I want to do this one now. So I'm going to do a major revision of it. Hopefully I could, I could speak to Chad and Hannah and just have their... Be able to write about their experiences taking over the business and how what was like running it and where the plans for the future with it, especially now in these uncertain times. So I would definitely want to know. And I also want to get stories from people who work there, you know, just to tell their story. Because what the my the first book was mostly just me just felt like mostly a, a yearbook kind of way, which is not bad. I, I like that. But it's so uh, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sun, Friday, Saturday, Sunday centric that the possibility of someone buying it and thoroughly enjoying it is very few. It's it's mostly for the people who want are fans or of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They love cocktails. Pretty much it. So, I mean, back on point, I was talking to my friend Ian who is also amazing he's an amazing commercial photographer uh, he was telling me how his he is just basically making enough money to pay rent and he is not sure what's going to happen in the future for it but he knows that he's going to keep working through it and he, he's hopeful that he'll, he can power through it power through this just like I am I'm sure I'm, I'm hopeful I'm sure a lot of residents are, are are trying to keep their heads up regardless of the current situation but not only has the coronavirus changed how photographers the number of, of jobs a photographer has it also changes how we actually pursue our shoots so like if you're I I'm friends with a lot of wedding photographers, and now that we can slowly start, they can, I mean, they can slowly start shooting again, they're wondering, excuse me, should they even bother with, like, the reception, you know? Especially the dance floor. That's just a petri, di petri dish of virus and bacteria, so uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to try to talk to their clients and say, hey, as much as we would love to photograph you at a reception, maybe you should think twice about that, considering what's going on. We we know it's part of a wedding, and you want to have a, one grand old party, grand-ass party with everyone, and we want you to have the best time as possible. But you also need to think that that particular part of the wedding day will be a super spreader. And I mean I'm I, I don't think that it's the photographer's job to 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 tell their clients that. It's something that the bride and groom have to think about. It's I mean there there are people who don't care. You know, there's a lot of them and that's why there's a huge uptick cuz in Philadelphia the 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 rates have gone back up cuz of teenagers 
not being responsible. You know, it's teenagers. We know we were teenagers once too. So for wedding photographers, that's going to be a big deal. Trying to see how they could work around that reception. Now, as food photographers, I mean, unless we have products coming to us in our studios, our row houses, or wherever, it's it's difficult. Because if you're if you shoot restaurants like I do, you're stuck in this situation. So I what I've been doing to keep myself busy has been doing a lot of test shoots on coffee, ice cream, food, whatever thing I'm cooking, personal portraits, and just walk around and, see, and just photograph whatever I see. That's why how I've been dealing. And now that things are slowly are opening, I am starting to get more work. So that's that's cool. That's great. But yeah, it's if I didn't have a day job that was still paying, I'd be so fucked right now. As I'm sure a lot of people are. So uh man, this this particular podcast is definitely a bummer. It's I don't see us getting out of this anytime soon even with a, a vaccine which could possibly take a year to do to mass produce that's a well one effective and second can be mass produced i'm pretty sure we will we're going to we we will only see results from the clinical trials in december so we are definitely in this for the long haul and if our government does not get their asses in gear and and, and actually support the small businesses we're all fucked okay I'm going to leave you with that sour note and hopefully the next podcast I'll talk about something more fun. I th- I'm I'm jotting down ideas about Anthony Bourdain which is was also a pretty tragic thing to talk about too but I want to celebrate his life. Alright. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Bye bye.